will fix you. Hello, and welcome to We Will Fix You, the podcast that would never stand behind you in the queue at a busy Starbucks. The long queue. Just coughing in your ear and muttering, Is there meant to be blood? <clears throat> Until you and the rest of the queue go away. Hypothetically, we would never do that. And if you would like us to never do that to you, you can write to us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com. <coughs> Joining me tonight, we have Tarquin Fleshbox, the Manticore Wrangler Persuivant. I've got so many injuries. He does. I, of course, am Roger Hart who runs an elastically provisioned stout startup. And this is Mr. Dave Convery, who definitely does not run a secret island where you can hunt people for sport. Wink, wink. And I definitely will not give you my PO box number if you ask. Wink. He will not. Now, our question. Good day to you, fine we will fixers. It begins. I have a knotty problem I would like you to advise me on, if possible. A few years ago, my immediate family surprised me by becoming vegans. Two brothers, a sister, and eventually my parents. All well and good. I would never dream of judging anyone for their dietary choices, and my parents and sister feel the same way. Not unfortunately, my brothers. One in particular, who I'll, I'll just call T. I'm afraid he's fulfilling a particular vegan stereotype to the full. After a big row with both brothers a good while back, which I handled by sticking to the you live your life, I'll live mine, trying to guilt people into agreeing really with a dick move, so don't thing, uh, things have been fine between us. I visited my brother, many times and the subject never came up. Anyway, that's all background. Here's the kicker. My parents have a big anniversary coming up this year and my mum has a big birthday. They have proposed that they and all the children, no partners or grandchildren, have a two-week holiday. The destination has been decided, the tickets booked, we are off to Sri Lanka. But T can't help himself. If I, say, talk about a book I've read about the intelligence of birds, he makes a remark about how all animals are intelligent. I post a funny video of a parrot on our family messenger group. He says, but would you eat a budgie? That's the real question. Hmm. I'm going to have a tricky enough time in Sri Lanka, avoiding fish and seafood, which I don't eat. If I'm going to have snide comments and a constant bad atmosphere, then I'm worried there'll be a big falling out. This would upset my parents a great deal, and that's the last thing I want. So advise me. I'm thinking I might call my parents and ask their help. They'd be sympathetic, I know, but I don't know how much good it would do. For the record, I am totally supportive of him. I'd really like him to understand that the more 
militant he is, the more he drives a wedge between us, and the less likely it is that I'll ever stop eating animal products. I would like him to afford me the same courtesy. Well, Mr. Fleshbox. I can uh, bring a, a certain unique perspective to this because I am actually a real-life vegan. Like a proper one as well, not one of these ones who occasionally eats a chicken biryani when they think no one is looking. And I think the issue here is that, that as vegans, we exist on a rarefied plane of moral turpitude that I think lesser mortals can, can only dream of. I'm, I'm an incredibly smug human being, particularly given that I've never flown in a plane, owned a car, or produced children. In fact, the only facts against me are the fact that I own quite a lot of Apple devices made by starving children, and I spend most of my free time watching gore movies and professional wrestling while necking cans of, cans of economy cider. It's really hard to argue with vegans because we are massively inflated by the ultimate rectitude of our lifestyle choices. And so based on that, we don't very often listen to what filthy carnivores actually say to us because we're too busy judging you. I try really, really hard not to be a massive prick about my lifestyle choice, but I do recognise that there's a certain strata of my plant-murdering brethren who are not maybe quite so good at that. So I do have, I've not one, but several potential solutions for your uh, difficult quandary. Um, the first thing you need to recognise is that we vegans, we, we saintly mortals, um, we, we have so much empathy, so, so much empathy for all the wonderful, beautiful life that's dying on this poisoned, rotting earth. Now, this is our strength, but it can also be our weakness if you know how to exploit it. You see, the thing is that T hasn't realised that his attitude is, is causing you quite a lot of pain. And what you need to do is you need to make him really, really aware that his behaviour is, is creating in you a kind of suffering. So what you're going to do while you're on holiday, and to be fair, I suggest you start doing this just, just full time, no matter where you are or whether you're actually in proximity to him, is you're going to get a hip flask full of vodka. And every time he mentions veganism or makes a snide remark, you're going to pour out a generous measure of vodka. I suggest, I guess, a double, and you're going to slug it back. Now, it's important that it doesn't matter what time of day this is or how drunk you are. Every time he mentions veganism, you are going to take that sweet hit of neat vodka, and you're going to look him right in the eye and whisper, You made me do this! Okay, so snarky comment over the breakfast bar in the hotel. Bang, do a double. Sideways reference to chicken farming practices in a taxi. Bang, do a double. If it's 4am and you're so pissed that you're throwing up down yourself and he casually mentions that he had a lovely bit of lettuce yesterday. Bang, do a double and whisper to him, You made me do this. You can also expand this so that if he posts a vegan meme on Facebook, take a uh, little video of yourself 
doing a double shot of vodka and whispering, you made me do this. Now, by the end of the holiday, there is a fair chance that you're going to look something like Nick Cage at the end of leaving Las Vegas. Um, this should be the point, the point at which you're literally about to die from alcohol poisoning, that he realises that his behaviour is having an impact on the world around him in much the same way that the behaviour of meat eaters is having an impact on their environment. Um, you will be very, very tempted to stop doing this. Don't. Okay? Throwing up blood, that's really easy to empathise with. Anyone can empathise with someone who's literally hemorrhaging. Um, if he has any empathy at all, he's going to desist pretty, pretty sharpish, and that will give you a lot more free time to do things like find a replacement liver on the black market. If that doesn't appeal, and why wouldn't it? There is another solution, which is that you decide to one-up his moral righteousness. Um, this has the advantage of requiring no alcohol at all, because what you're going to do is you're actually going to go straight edge. So whenever he talks about veganism, you're going to immediately launch into a protracted rant about the poisons that he's putting in his body. And doesn't he know about the damage that that alcohol is doing to his body? Yada, yada, alcoholism, so on and so forth. Um, there is the very, very slight possibility that he will then try and morally one up you by bringing about world peace. But to be fair, in that scenario, we all win. Um, now, there is one final solution, which, to be fair, would be my solution in the real world if I was in this uh, scenario, which is that I would feign an illness that means I can't fly, such as a deep vein thrombosis, and spend the entire holiday sitting around the house masturbating. We approve this solution. A while back, and I, I do mean a, a while ago, some friends and I coined a verb, dorking or to dork, and it meant to make a point I agree with in a way so obnoxious that I not only want to disagree, but want to set you on fire. Now, this predated the full-on crazy years for Richard Dawkins. This is before the Islamophobia and the frankly surreal escapades with jars of honey. This was when he was just an amusing internet atheist who was starting to go off the rails. And um, it was one of the first times I started thinking about the toxicity of fandom because internet atheists basically ruined atheism for me in much the same way that a particular sector of the internet left, hearing around, but by no means synonymous with momentum, is kind of ruining left-wing politics for me at the moment. In the exact same way that I can no longer be fucked with, in no particular order, Monty Python, Half Man, Half Biscuit, that vegan guy I had a huge crush on in 2009, Doctor Who fandom, comics fandom, the Cambridge foodie community, saying nice things about Rick and Morty in public, and the entire tech startup scene. Fandom shits on everything. Eventually, it metastasizes into toxicity because people become self-involved, petty, tribalistic cunts. Being a fan of things is great. Fandom as an all-consuming identity is inevitably somewhere on a scale between tedious as fuck and so toxic that it's conclusive evidence that humans should just kill ourselves and give the dolphins a chance. People form communities, the dogma starts, we know how this goes. It's the blend of in-group, out-group, othering, all of all of that shit, and the emotional kick of finding meaning in things. And then eventually someone starts sending someone death threats. The weirdest one of these I ever saw, I mean, obviously there's things like Gamergate, there's the entire onslaught of sexism, there's everything in America right now. The weirdest one I came across was I saw an article about a fracas in 2015 where 
someone had drawn some Steven Universe fan art and basically been hounded into a suicide attempt. The um, the kicker, the absolute kicker of this is I read about this in an article that was attempting to frame the entire thing as social justice warriors ruin everything. I, again, just just mad fandom based tribalism, and and I can think well. It seems like we can't fix this, but it's a really, really good analogy. So what I want you to do is basically do a version of the rant I've just done that was only tangentially condensed to a question, uh, which is pick a pick a fandom or something, pick an example, one of the many, many stories about fandoms being awful, and use that to kind of lay out your argument, explain that, say, look at all of these horrifying racist wankers complaining about Black Panther or, you know, what have you. Pick, pick, pick an example. For, for fandom, put it into some words, get get it out there, um, just just so that you you've laid a baseline, and then every time he mentions veganism, what I want you to do is fight back with something obnoxious from another fandom. Now, my my best suggestions are either Monty Python or Witherden and I, because they're so iconically overquoted yet so unflinchingly annoying that you can't possibly miss the point. Uh, plus, some of the quotes really work. So just just to just to give you an example here, what, what, what you're trying to do is you are trying to make the case that the thing is great and the fans shit on it. That's 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 what we're trying to do. We're trying to performatively walk him through the experience of coming to loathe something because the fans are such cocks. And so, um, for example, if you don't fancy fish in a restaurant on holiday and he says something snippy, you just reply with, "You must cut down the largest tree in the forest with a herring." Um, if he talks about, does that thing about would you eat a budgie, you just do the whole dead parrot sketch. It's fallen off its perch, or some such bollocks. Maybe maybe there's an objection to dairy, you do the thing about Venezuelan beaver cheese from the cheese shop sketch. Um, making fun of a menu, maybe a meat bios or some unusual ingredients, go for the long form bullshit. We use only the finest baby frogs, dew-picked and flown from Iraq, cleansed in finest quality spring water, lightly killed and then sealed in a succulent Swiss quintuple cream. Or some such shite from Monty Python. And of course, the absolute daddy. Should he, and again, you're going to have food problems on this holiday, should he, should he ever decline any food, you just, oh, but it's wafer thin. And by the end of this, you will have become so fucking insufferable but also surreally distressing, that he, he cannot help but get the point. Now, this will not help with family unity, this will annoy the shit out of your parents, but that's kind of why I picked Monty Python or Within and I or, or Blackadder would do, which is that there's a reasonable chance that, um, unless you're a lot older than we are, there's a reasonable chance that your parents will be of a generation where they will at least find the bits of this that they hear vaguely charming, because they probably haven't had it quoted back at the Meta Infinitum because it hadn't quite entered that moment of the culture. So they'll probably just think you're being amusing, whereas you're gently torturing your brother to make a tremendously laboured point in precisely the way he does to you, having got your licks in first about fans being wankers. I kind of think you can't lose. There's also a, a rich vein of Big Lebowski quotes that would be uh, highly applicable in this scenario. That rug really tied the room together. That's always a good one. You can say that to basically anything. It doesn't matter how irrelevant it is because people that quote the Big Lebowski will not respect semantic boundaries either. Yeah, I, I think this, I think you're onto a winner. There's an old joke that ties into that. Um, if you're a vegan, an atheist, and you don't own a television, how do you know what to tell people first? It's not a great joke, but uh, it's... I always went with the television. It just seemed more sanctimonious. It's pretty sanctimonious, but... So have you heard of Craven the Hunter? 
Craven the Hunter hunts and kills large animals for nebulous reasons, but he seems reasonably happy about it. Sometimes he fights Spider-Man. I should point out at this point that he's not real, but we'll come back to him in a minute. There's um, there's a notion in psychology called reactance, um, which is when you are heavily pressured to accept a view or an attitude, you are actually, your, your brain will strengthen a contrary view to the one that was intended and increase any resistance to that line of persuasion. Uh, which sounds an awful lot like what's happening here when someone's when someone's basically just hammering you and trying to change your mind reactance is what your brain does it it pushes back so you probably know the moral arguments for veganism in terms of you know not killing sentient beings in in terms of the environmental effects and if you came to that on your own conclusions then uh, by all means you might become vegan but the insistence of your brother who is pissing you off means that reactance is happening and you just don't want to. This is where we come back to our good friend Sergei Kravinov, or Craven the Hunter, as he is more commonly known. Uh, not because he has any particular insight into this problem or this phenomenon, but because he has some things I think he can teach you. First of all, I want you to talk to your siblings about reactance. Talk to them about how humans react to this sort of sustained barrage, how this their notions of persuasion are flawed, are not based in psychology, um, and how they will actually just cause people to bounce off their ideas and their way of thinking. And then when they fail to respect that, because they are going to fail to respect that, that's when you start to behave a little bit more like Craven the Hunter. You can start with some small animals, obviously, but I want you to find and murder, say, a mouse in front of them and say, this was tremendous fun. I enjoyed it a lot. You can go into detail. You can, I don't know, dissect it, leave the pelts uh, at, at, at the house. Is it a pelt if it's a mouse? I don't think you'd get a particularly fantastic rug out of it. You might be able to make a furry cock ring out of it. Yeah, or, or some kind of sack warmer. I should say that I've not really looked into the holiday angle, particularly here. Um, your parents may not be especially thrilled that you are occasionally murdering small animals to present to uh, your brothers, although if they've owned a cat, they'll at least have had some experience of it. They definitely will be weirded out if you murder a small animal and then turn it into a sexual accessory to then present to your siblings. I just feel that's... Oh, I was going to just go with wearing it. Yeah, could do. It's not going to be that cold out there. You're not going to need it. Mm. Um, but 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 then move up to larger animals, and again, very insistent. This was tremendous fun. I really enjoyed murdering that stoat or ferret or whatever it is you're going for, and see how long it takes really for them to to back off, back down, or or, or to see that their ideas aren't working. Just really, really fuck up some mustelids until. They either get the idea that murder is brilliant, which is, is not really the, the idea, but if they go that way, then it solves the problem, doesn't it? Or they start to understand that their powers of persuasion are lacking. So be like Craven. I'm curious. 
Where do you draw the line? What's the largest animal or the most complex or the smartest animal you're willing to have them murder to make this point? That is really up to their siblings, isn't it? Blue whale. Yeah. Excellent. Blue whale all the way. I mean, yeah. You, so there are two brothers at issue here. We, we've heard the parents and the sister are fine. Are you allowed to murder one brother to make a point to the other? Uh, if it's convenient, certainly. Only if you wear his skin. Yeah, that sounds about right. One of those giant deep sea squids would be interesting. I don't think they're going to be thrilled when you present that to them. Put a bit of fight as well. You're going to get a workout. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is that—that's the other advantage of my system. Is you are going to be incredibly. Uh, you can get a lot of good exercise out of this, uh, and frankly, depending on what size on what size of animal you get up to before they fucking knock it off, you are going to have access to quite a lot of protein. And you know, exercising on holiday can be a real problem. So actually, I think that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. good. I think so. It's a holistic approach that happens to involve a certain amount of murder. As do so many. I believe, gentlemen, that you have done fixed it. And should such doings, doings, such as these, fixings, fix, do, 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 fix, done, fixing, yes, appeal, appeal to you, the do, fixing, done, then Mail e e e email ads. We will fix you show at gmail dot com. Yeah.